Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. We're back. Call out Culture how can you say we're back when we're opening the show like that's that's not it's not a it's not a bumper we're back from last week we're back Uh, from last week together good save first time wasn't that the name of the um it's not like we're professional we have all our bumpers and our runs you know lined up and organized yeah wasn't that's that what the, it real the, show does. Is that like a ludicrous song or album like Black for the first time or something like that? No, you're barking down that wrong street. I think it was. Okay. Back for the first something was called Back for the First Time. It could be Back for the First Time, but it definitely wasn't Black for the First Time. Well, because I, I remember his, song like that. His yeah, okay. So it's called Back for the First Time, but the original album was called Incognito, and they made him rename it. Remember that part too. I remember that because he was selling it his, the trunk. But his first, that was his first, first, this is talking about his first Yeah, it's got like right? Southern yeah, so, which is still. So he had Incognito. It was like a, um, like a Slim Shady EP to LP yes. type thing. So Incognito did come out and it has pieces of what would be called Back for the First Time. Hence, I guess the name yes. Back for the First Time. Mm-hmm. It was like a re-release. They, they kind of stopped doing that, right? We don't, we, we get too overexposed. There's no way for like a secret EP to drop and then the LP version, right? Right. It just... I mean, we, we can't. Uh, can we do that these days? Can you think well, we? What's the name? Did that? Um, Rich uh, Rick Ross did that with one of his mixtapes. I think it was Rich Forever, and then he kind of whatever the hottest songs were on that mixtape. He then like turned it into a. So wait, is this the newer joints? Is this Buster? Is that is that what we were saying? Like the Buster original album, and then he has that deluxe one he has now. Is that the same? I'm thinking like nah. the original like EP. Then it like gets picks up steam, like right? And it and it turns into an LP. Like I don't know. Yeah. If, is that do y'all think that's common in the two thousands? Because nothing could go under the radar is what I'm saying. Yeah, but for, I, I for think, you to ex- uh, if you get signed to a major, maybe and you then then you kind of right, okay, and then you take your um your lo fi project. Yeah, like yeah, that Possibly. happened. You're right, that Possibly. could happen. But I'm just saying, like as part of the original marketing plan, yeah, I don't no, think I, it. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. Because no. think things were more like hand to hand only. That's how people right. about Because I like I'm gonna tell you, I didn't know about Fantastic Volume One like at all. I didn't hear none of those pieces. Oh, I missed I missed the Mad Villainy leak. And um, I, I didn't know about Slim Shade EP. So you see what I'm saying? Those things yeah, kind of yeah. flew under me but regionally again, wise. Hand to hand joints. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's regional to it. Yo, yeah. You know who was, who was my shit on um, the Ludacris album? It was Four Eyes. Yeah. He's a man. He's a shit. If, and if you, and this is for our listeners, if you go oh, and find, find his Instagram, he was, this was two years ago before the pandemic and all that, but he was doing like a, a verse or a freestyle like every week. Yeah, and just one after yeah. the other. He was crushing it too. Yeah, I, I wanted to get him on something, but I wanted to get him on 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 Blue Edwards with Smalls. Oh, I remember that pump yeah, fake. Smalls yeah, Smalls pump it. fake. He loved. I said holla at him, but it was this is also a time when we weren't so confident with hollering at people. I think oh, we I could get him now, you know. So and you know sometimes you holler on him, you got the capital. Yeah. I think that was like a small window for us. Yeah, but yeah. Last okay, thing I want to say about Ludacris, and we'll get to the main topic is going this album came out october 17th 2000 and was like right after i had just turned 18 mm-hmm. and th- so this coincided with me being able to legally go to strip clubs every single weekend which i did throw them both no no what's your fantasy well yes that was a strip every club song. weekend at the strip club shouts to charlie's dream in southwest philly that song came on and it sounded incredible. yeah in that yeah yep. yeah i mean but it was to me it was the hi-hat 
You know, like, y'all know I can't yeah, stand high hats, but that's how the song starts. Like you know, it's I'm, I'm and it was like the is it the trap hi hat or is it like the? It's the it's the early trap high because it's before trap like really hits its stride. But it's definitely a song, and I'm not being biased. It was yeah. like, yo, can we get like a strip typey beat? But that's because it's made in that vein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an intro, like a like. Cause you know, um, so artists down there, they'll get an artist, a rapper to make their intro music for them. Mm. And then they'll play that when they come out and you work out deals to try to have exclusive music with yeah. certain dancers at certain spots. And I wouldn't put it past them that this was one of those songs like, yo, can you make me, you know, theme music and it turned out that well, put Shauna on it and put it on the record. Yeah, you know, they, yeah, they, yeah. They remix, the remix with Trina, right. Shauna and Foxy. Yep. Wow. Shouts to Def Jam. Um, speaking of Def Jam, which doesn't really tie in. If you guys had a chance to listen to our Naughty by Nature episode last week, um, that's going to be somewhat of a required listen because it ties into what we're going to talk about today. And one of the things we didn't talk about on the Naughty by Nature episode was how, because they were so unbelievably massive, that that power of uh, ubiquity is sometimes a hindrance and what we started thinking about and having separate conversations after we put that episode out was like if if naughty by nature stayed um if they if they never made opp for example right say they just never made opp would they would possibly be more embraced and beloved in our hip-hop community because you start doing opp and you know they play it at weddings and shit like it doesn't belong to us the the quote-unquote hip-hop elites the, the hip-hop diehards and the, the conversations we started realizing was like the people that we we like to claim in our world of like you know lovers of rap and all that shit is like stuff that you still have to say like that's mine because I know other people aren't up on this and because they aren't it's like something I keep as a badge of honor and if I encounter someone else in the world that knows it, it's like our, you know, code words to each other and shit. So we were kind of saying in our texts and stuff, it's kind of like how Griselda is. If you see someone else with, you know, a Benny hoodie on or cash, remember we did that, that one show and a dude had like the, the Supreme blind cell hoodie on. Um, um it was at, so, uh, which, the Supreme blind cell. Yeah. He had the, 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 with the Chris Ben three. Yeah. 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 Okay. It was a homeboy with like, it was a white dude with like the shaved head. Okay. And then he was at the show and he, and we were like kicking away him cause he had that, that hoodie on. Right. Okay. But if, you know, so again, people that rock with Griselda is because it's like a thing you have to search out and find, but if yeah, tomorrow, there's a grass, there's a grassroots yes of it. there's a grassroots angle versus tomorrow if you went out and like your mom was like oh who's that west side gun i heard him on ellen he's good you'd be like i, I'm, I can't listen to griselda anymore or like all 22 year olds started wearing fly god hoodies and they that was the main shit now it would turn you off because you're like that's not my i mean and I know we're gonna get deep into the roots of it but again when something's anti what makes it anti and then why are we drawn oh. to it Ah. Because it's anti, and in the minute, you know what I'm saying. The minute Madlib gets a Disney contract, are you gonna burn all your movie scene CDs? <laughs> it's, and it's I know we sorry, took it a lot more. And I know we took it a lot more serious when we all like, when you know, were head first 
Oscar the Grouch in the fucking garbage can without shit in terms yeah. of being underground. Oh yeah, without question. I think we all did that shit. But it's it's like it's an acceptable form of consumerism. Mm. Right? Like because there there's a certain segment of like the music listening population that likes to think that because they like certain things, it somehow makes them better yes. and more valuable than the rest of society. But right. really, you're still just buying shit, right? Like you're and buying right. shit that was, sort of this... becomes your conversation piece or the thing that you use to build your identity. The same way that like a motherfucker who shops at Whole Foods to buy organic like honey crisp apples right. looks down on the person that goes to Walmart. Right. And you so, know, it's the same sort of frame. same sort of thing. It's an, it's like an area of exclusivity that you are like you're hip to what's real. Exactly, and the thing we we so the naughty by nature angle was that people felt because OPP was a gigantic bomb that went off, right? And then the next album you have like Hip Hop Parade, which we said is like the jock jams. Everybody is, knows what that shit is. The hands in the air at weddings, old people can do it. People didn't in, in the rap world. People didn't feel like on a consumer street level. Oh, they don't need my help because they're already out of here. You know what I mean? Like, remember they own like they were in one of the um, what's the name Michael Jackson videos for Jam and all that shit. Versus being like, yo, only me and two other people I know like Fun Crusher. So, but artists, I gotta, I gotta grab at it. You know what I mean? Like they need my help versus somebody whose song is on playing in the Nick game right now. Well, what if there's an artist that pushes up against that? Let's just say, um, like Eminem, you could see actively trying to push against becoming pop by what he would say. Or even Michael Jackson just came to mind when he says, you know, push me, fight me, you know, kite me. And he you says, know what's weird about Eminem? Eminem mm -hmm. was pushing as anti TRL industry boy band. And people yes. were like, yes, fuck them. You're my guy. Yes. Even though he was already platinum before he did all of the songs making fun of the TRL shit. And the same way, remember when Kanye and 50 had the sales battle? Kanye, mm -hmm. at that point, had two platinum albums. He wasn't like struggling, but people were like, no, no, no. 50 is all because all 50 would rap about was money and how all his deals. Remember that? You know, I told Kanye, water I deal. sold it for yeah. 50 million, you know, whatever. But I, th I think I was reaching more for the like the Aurora Boris snake eating his tail thing. So let's take uh, um, Odd Future, who actively railed against it in the beginning. You know, fuck us, dope boys, fuck Steve Harvey and stuff. But then they become so popular. And then everybody's like, well, that's our group. There was a lot of that with um, Odd Future. Well, that's my group. You know, you know yeah, NWA it. was like that too. Like NWA and Metallica right. were like yeah. two groups that came out of the 90s on that shit. Like, you know, Metallica was considered like this underground, like fucking metal group. Mm. And they were selling out giant stadium. Right. And it stadium wasn't until rap. they like had the song that became like the Enter Sandman shit, which became like the song for every relief pitcher in baseball, that people were like, yeah. fuck those dudes. Yes. But it was like the same music it's as the their other records. It was just like. It's you different know. when the most famous base, the most famous closer in the world is playing it for the most famous baseball team, and they're on national TV in the in the in the playoffs or World Series every year. But I mean, yeah. this exclusivity is currency. How yeah. much money is spent when you pledge a frat? 
or sorority. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, you're at school, maybe it doesn't cost, but yeah, there might be actual cost for, I did the laundry, this thing, I shaved my head here, I didn't do, you know what I'm saying? There's a cost yeah. to buy in, if you, yeah. if you will. And free. some people, it's not free. Right. And it's not, and, so, and it's not natural, but then it also fights against its, its natural form, like Odd Future fought against that form, because that was their whole mantra. Right. But then when they became popular, that nullified itself. You know right, what I'm like, saying? Like Tyler did the Grinch soundtrack. Right. And it's fine. So like, but you know, but then again, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, but go ahead, continue. Because I, I, I just think we could, uh, you know, this is a volley, can go back and forth yeah. of when, when an artist is this, when they actively write, rage against that. Mm. And then when it doesn't make any, and it doesn't matter because it makes them more popular than that. Yeah, I think it's once your little sister starts like him. It's over. You know, it's like once once they become sort of the boy band status and cultural currency. But I feel like that's this is a newer phenomenon because back in the day you would kill for your song to be on the radio somehow, somewhere. I think you would unless you were coming from a certain style of music. Like I mean, remember um Ice Cube and like Public Enemy were like, fuck the radio. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to be on the radio. Like, fuck all that. And like, yo, who gives a fuck about a goddamn Grammy? And now we're like upset because someone didn't get nominated or you know <laughs> right. i don't know i don't even know who like was i mean it's pers- this year, well, it's, it's, it's perspective Grammy. because like all right your man Khaled is running around all week talking about number one number one but he sold fourteen thousand. Yeah. Right. but it didn't again they're not broadcasting the fourteen thousand in natural sales they're just broadcasting Number one on Billboard, but right. nobody knows what that means, what those minutia means. Like, right. yeah. take away the streaming and right. where's the physicals? And, and when he break it down, 14,000 don't mean nothing. But Khaled dancing around, number one, looks great. We, yeah. you know, you might take that back to the 90s. Oh, that means 500,000 sold, doesn't right. you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a matter of perspective. But I think I think what's, what's interesting about how we're framing it is, so Alaska said at the beginning about like what the, the consumer thinks about it so like I, I go back like the kanye verse 50 thing right so the first two kanye albums are huge albums platinum he wins it he does win a ton of grammys right critical things the, it, it, he was a landmark artist and they look people looked at him like he was the underdog against 50 but, but they're both millionaires <laughs> so it's like the 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 way we perceive Kanye needs my help, not 50 on release day. And I remember that day when graduation came out. Oh, Z, and sorry to jump in. And me and you talked about that where we know Kanye, it seems like Kanye needs the help against 50, but what ended up happening is 50 got at least one or two million more sales because he framed it that way. So it was the other way around. Yes. 50 so, knew that his candle was going out. Yes. So let me frame it this way. And then I could bring in people just, just want to be part of this competition. Right. Yes. So Kanye dusted him and pretty much, you know, put the nail in the coffin for commercial gangster rap on that day. But I remember that day going to the record store. I think I went to Maniac Music here in Philly and asking them, like, who's winning? Who's winning the sales? Right. War? And, it was and they were like, oh, they, Kanye, Kanye. They were giving sound scan updates. They were giving sound scan updates. Yeah. What they rarely do like that on some but hour they, by they hour. They were even talking about like their inventory, what they had that day, right? Mm-hmm. And so the same thing was like, Kanye doesn't, Kanye needs my help, not 50, right? But then when 50 was coming up, it's 50 needs my help because he's going at Ja. 
Because he's the underdog. He got kicked right. off his label. And he's yeah. with Eminem and Dre, and they're starting up again. Right. The after aftermath. This what you know. People forget this. Dre's like what third time? Right. It's the aftermath. His own album on aftermath. Right. And now Interscope aftermath. This is shade, that's three. Shady, no, this is shady. Shady. Aftermath shady. Interscope. Right. So it's about three, right? Because yeah. So aftermath itself, the we right. first started. Then him as an artist. That's two starts. You, you get me? Yeah. Two. And then finally, shady well, that, no, slash Interscope. Then Eminem. And right. then, then shady, shady, shady slash and yeah, insult right. that triple. Yeah. Like it's a fucking labels. Ponzi. It's like a, a oh, yeah. pyramid scheme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with Dre fifty. Well, with Dre and Eminem at the top, then fifty no, at that next Iveen level. At the top. No, Jimmy oh, excuse Iveen. me, Jimmy Iveen at the top, then Dre yeah. underneath, yeah. then M, and then fifty, yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, it, it's interesting, like thinking about the like the 50 versus Ja Rule versus Kanye thing, it's almost like Rocky three, right? Like the first two okay. Rockies is like Rocky coming up. Like Rocky's yep. the guy yep. from the street. He's fighting like the super polished, yep. um, super like charismatic, ready right. for TV they, star. They have a and, gym. He has the meat locker. Yeah. yeah. You know he's like, he's coming yeah. from hard. He's and then by, by Rocky three, he's like, he's turned into that. He's rich. And now he's he got a robot. He's yeah, he got a robot. And shit. Yo. And yeah. he's fighting somebody named Thunderlips, right? For publicity, yeah. you know, yeah. for like, yeah. And Even then, though Club, and Club Lang Lang comes up, yeah. he's like, right. you know, hey, I'm you. what's your yep. prediction? Pain. Yeah. Pain. <laughs> but the illest part of that movie is when he says, "Like I'm scared." Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I was when I was hitting the meat locker, I didn't have shit. I was living in some dirtbag apartment. I now I have all of this. Family. I have my son, Adrian. Yep. My, you know what I mean? Taking and, care of my bum ass friend. Yeah, Paulie. Paulie. Paulie's a out. bum, a well, bum a, friend a that we all had, and and, and he and he was making he's bad abusive. decisions. He was too much in charge of things to make decisions. He should have been a Paulie mascot. Him, isn't Paulie the one that had him set back to Philly in Rocky Five? Somebody he pulled. He he tried to do some deal behind his back or something like yeah. that. They they did something with him like that. Was he gave all he gave all of his retirement money to Bernie Madoff. Yeah. Did they? So wait, did he die in 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 series? He died in he died, canon, right? I think he died off screen, and and in, in Rocky Balboa, it was acknowledged. Either he died in okay. Balboa or Creed, one of them. He he died okay. off screen. Yeah. Because Adrian okay. was by the time they did Balboa, Adrian her character was dead. Right. Yeah, I remember that she had died. But I'm 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 trying to think if Paulie like died in canon, like. On, like, like you know what I'm saying, all screen maybe, but like was Rocky like effect? I, I can't. He's, anyway, he's a typical like doomed loser that you need in movies like this. Like no matter what, with happens, bad with bad friends. Yes, he's the fucking bad friend. friends. He's always gonna. Fuck. But last, what do you mean by that with the Rocky Three comparison? Um, you just turn I'm into just what you despise. You turn into what you despise, and there's always somebody waiting to take your spot. Ooh. Like I mean, Clubber Lang was the number one contender in the world, so it's not like he. He was looking like he like fucking lived in like a hollowed out building, but you're the number one contender in the world. You're pulling like a couple million a fight. Yes, yeah. yes. You know what I mean? You it's training. not like yes, yeah. You didn't it's, come out. It's of not nowhere. like he's training like in the backyard or like right. behind a supermarket. The motherfucker's right. the number one contender in the world. He's got at least a nice apartment. He's got a condo. <laughs> Almost definitely. Yeah, yeah and, and, and a concierge. Somebody yeah, so delivering like, his dry cleaners he, and plastic. He has an apartment with a doorbed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The concierge is bringing that. Yeah, yeah, they're bringing that. Someone has the I'll come back uh, later. Mr. Lang, yeah. uh, uh, Mr. Bobo is here. Okay, he's unavailable. He's unavailable. He wanted me come. I'll come back later, Mr. Lang. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> when they come to clean all the time. Yo, what, yo what, I have an idea for the next part. Why don't we take a break? And next part, we'll talk. I like the idea about the economics because, like you said, it looks as though Clover Lag just like sleeps in, in, a, in, like, in like a gutter under a bridge and like eats rocks and spits fire, but he's probably this got a sweet ass Harley. He's like, he rolls up in a sweet ass Harley with like a vest that Bon Jovi would have worn. Like right. the dude and came, he, he's like wearing the Blaze of Glory John Bon Jovi jacket. And he got, he got, and he got low jack on that bike too. You know you what I mean? Just snatch so, it. Yeah, it's, but it's the same way. Like even when by the time you have Kanye versus Fifty, Kanye is already open for exactly. you too. He opened for you too on yeah. tour. He was doing quite well. But yeah, he was. He was. I mean, how many like platinum records did he produce before he even put out a record? Come on. Oh my God. Indeed. He, he definitely was getting. The, he was getting those co-producing plaques. Uh, yeah. Straight up production credits. Um, yeah. All right. Why don't we take a break and we'll, and we'll talk about the perception behind. The, the quote-unquote rap underdogs, even though they're probably rich as fuck. Call out Culture Podcast, Alaska, Zilla Rock, and Castro. Boom. right back. Hello, Call Out Culture. Dano from freemusicempire.com. We are at the heart of this underground hip-hop stuff. Breakdowns, analysis, interviews. Our YouTube channel has long-form conversations. Subscribers are getting additional benefits and recommendations. Weekly hip-hop discussions. We love it. Follow Call Out Culture. Follow us. Freemusicempire.com That's freemusicempire.com Bang, 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 call out culture podcast. Um, we tried to start a YouTube page this week, folks, but we've had we've had some difficulties. So. Yeah, we, we gotta actually talk about that because that you gotta show me what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's weird, but uh if if you follow my YouTube page, there is there is a call out culture podcast episode on it somehow worked perfectly, but we tried to start our own YouTube page. Uh it didn't really work that well. So we're we're expanding out here, you know what I mean? We're we're taking these Patreon checks. We're not buying new equipment for everybody. Fuck Jason Griff for texting me that. Um, but we're, we're, we're doing some things, you know what I mean? So we got the, uh, at the end of this episode, we're going to play a snippet from the new uh, Wrecking Crew compilation, Steel's Kitchen, dropping June 4th. Pre-order's up now. Shout out to everybody who pre-ordered. Like half of the uh, limited, very limited edition hardback linen CDs with the OB strip are just about gone. Nice. So we're only pressed up 20. So they're kind of like an add-on to what we did for the cargo Colts joints, where those were, we did the velvet ones. These are linen and white, and then there's an OB strip, all designed by PQ. So that they're almost—I'm not even flexing. They're just almost going to be gone probably by the time this airs. Yeah, wait a second. What's up? The Kobe Bryant album—they found it and it's up now. Somebody put it up like for download. Is that the one he's rapping like cannabis or like the? Pop yeah, son. This is the one. Joint? No, this is the one with Brody Boys on like four or five songs. Ooh. Black Thoughts on here, Beanie Seagulls on here. Shit. I knew Brody. Brody's like on yeah, Brody and him used to roll together. Yeah. Brody went to school Brody with me. Ace? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Tyra Banks is on. I mean the song Tyra. That song's terrible. Destiny's Child is on. But that this is all his songs. It's like 16 I songs. I cannot his listen to this. His flow is not good. No, he's he's got a bad flow. Oh, look at these fools. Um, there's one that's on the YouTube, but then download link available in our Discord. You see this? Oh, word. Yeah, that's what it, this person said. Discord. Wow. I'm not going into Discord to find this thing. If it's out there, it's out there. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, shout to, to that album. Like ten songs that weren't available. Four out of these sixteen. Yeah. Like this on there. 
that's crazy oh and real quick too if you join our patreon we're gonna have, a, have some patreon ex- exclusive audio show uh that's not gonna be available anywhere except for patreon after we wrap up this live taping for the world all right so check this out so during a break we're thinking about <laughs> your so I, I think it's safe to say people that listen to this show and fuck with us fuck with independent music like us which is the which is really cool um but some independent artists that you may or may not be supporting and loving and following uh, some of these motherfuckers are millionaires like like without a doubt okay so you don't have to think very long and hard about who they are think about people who have been doing this for 20 plus years and always seem to have really good placement on billboard or get really good looks constantly and getting busy so uh, why would someone seemingly be like, I'm not going to support French Montana or DJ Khaled. I'm going to support indie artist X who might have as much fucking money as French Montana or DJ Khaled. Like it's, it's possible I'm not saying they're neck and neck, but they're there. The gap is not that wide. Although artistically it appears they, they are not on the same planet. So I don't know, Alaska, take it away. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> there's so many things I want to say that I'm not going to. Um, politically but, correct motherfucker. Is this call-out culture? Is it call-out culture? It's because call they're in. white. They're white? <laughs> it's because they're white and their fans are white and they don't like hip-hop music. They only like those artists. But So they feel like... Ding dong, the witch is dead. Ooh. They have ownership. And it's, it's like we've talked about it a million times. It's like, that's the real rap music. To those people who don't know what real rap music is but it's like that makes them feel safe makes them feel like they're part of a rap show they put their hands up they're around some people you know there might be a couple dudes moshing so they feel tough but right. they're just gonna you know go to do that wear a t-shirt and have pictures of like their kids in t-shirts and like the logic a typical logic fan that's what you're talking about right i mean essentially <laughs> part you of know, the, but, the wait you know oh you mean the logic movement they call it, those fans. They call it a movement. Oh my god! Everything's a fucking movement. Yeah. Only, only Dipset is a movement to me. That's it. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, put it this way: like, there's shit out there that's like from the underground, where it's like you're no different than Black Eyed Peas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, why? What's the difference? Just because you don't have a hologram on CNN, like we're supposed to be like, ooh, we're going to support this person because this person's real. But I don't know. It's just, it's stupid. It's like, it's fucking a marketing play. That's all it is. It's like, I'll tell you the one to me that's the most cynical was the chance, the chance the rapper thing. Yeah. Well, you kept saying it was an industry plan. I'll take it further. I'll take it a little further. It's always been an industry plan. I'll take it further. I think it's like, look at the reaction. Now, I don't think all of them, but how some people might have stopped fucking with clipping after Hamilton. Mm, good point. Yeah. Now they're not gonna they're not gonna bring attention to say they're not doing it. You know, oh, right. you know. But think about clipping when they were, you know, noise rap and ooh, what's that sound? And those producers yeah. with yeah. with um a homeboy um the bill just the clipping, you know, for my wedding. <laughs> right, and then I um, heard that story. Go ahead. No, I've heard it a thousand times. Just talk the shit. And so, um, you know, just something like that. Like, once David 
did something like that does mm-hmm. is that not cool anymore it, are they are they are they exclusive enough now because Cl- hamilton is the thing that your kid sister your grandmom your dad yeah. your brother in law right. everyone's on board with that shit right but he's also doing like commercials with fucking cookie monster too yes he's definitely they they tapped yeah they There's definitely like, tapped in yeah, but then their music is still their music. Yeah, I, I, but there's I mean, no compromise with their music. They're not making. Clipping, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? They're not making Sesame Street tunes. But what'd you say, man? I said buying it is a compromise, but you know. Right. But the thing I was saying about Chance is that he, they purposely kept saying, "Okay, so clipping yes. is like still on sub pop, still making clipping records," while David is in like now he's in major hollywood shit yeah he's mainstream he's mainstream yeah, yeah he's in big shit now right but their music is exactly how it was in 2015 or something here's here's Indeed. a real good comparison for them why is donald glover beloved Ooh. and <clears throat> people are sort of like eh, on clipping that's a good question I, I think i guess what donald glover is because he a better comparison is look how look how some people treat Lakeith and look how people treat Donald Glover. And Donald Plus Glover. Plus just from a musical perspective. Okay. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like right. Donald Glover went from kind of being like a joke of an artist. He was terrible. Right. To like this serious music right. musician. And with went the opposite direction almost. Yes. Yes. Wait, I who agree. Went, who went the opposite direction? The clipping, clipping went the opposite direction. Uh, as far okay. as perception. Right. Because I, I guess, well, I mean, his, like, I loved Community so much. And when I found out he was leaving the show to focus on rap and other shit, I was like, that's a disaster. Like, what are you doing? And then and once I heard the songs, I was like, bro, this is embarrassing. Like, you're terrible. He was and doing Charles Hamilton rap, but he was just a little like more popular. Way, or it, yeah. was, it was all like the worst little Wayne punchlines from his mixtape run filtered through like Eminem, Charles Hamilton. No, he was, um, it was, was, no, the the punchlines was, he was Big Sean in it all day. Yes, but like, he was, but, but like intellectual, he Big Sean in it, if you get what I'm saying. They were like, like the Daily Show version of Big Sean punchlines or some shit, like. But it was very much Charles Hamilton, like those rappers. I don't even know enough about that section. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, if you know what I mean. The Mickey Fax Lane, he was doing that. That's what I'm saying. He was in that in that square, but he was doing the Big Sean version of right. Mickey Fax and, and those guys, if you get my point. But he was kind of like thumbing his nose up too at rap. You know yeah, I mean? a little like, bit. But, but that was that also shit. when Das Racist was around, so he was kind of trying That's, a little yeah, bit like, to be like right. the caricature really of care, the caricature. But if you say it, I suck, I'm really salty about it, but I don't care. Right, but I don't care. But I do. But I do, because I actually make songs with hooks. Right. And, yeah. and, then he, yep. and then there was one album he did that was like right before... Like Camp. this is America. That well, not that one. There's another one where it was like singing. It was like about like space or something. And okay, I, I can't remember. It and I was just like, whoa, the production and the hooks on this shit are crazy. And, and that's it. That was probably the beginning terrible. of yes, Mudbone and This Is America. Right. Like then, what happened right after that was all that shit, like the the Mudbone joint or Redbone and and Redbone or Mudbone. Is it Red, it's Redbone. Redbone. And Redbone. Cage is Mudbone. And he's going to um the the single form. Here's one song. Here's one song. Instead of here's my underground fetish, you know, but ten, I ten like songs. Being, I remember hearing Redbone 
in my boss's office like a year or so after it came out and she only listens to like daytime radio on a boom box mm-hmm. and i was like there he is he's crossed over because mm-hmm. they're playing it in the middle of the day now on radio and i was like oh but you're right it's look he's looked at as like this extravagant art i even i hold him high alaska yeah, i say i right. thought he was building something gaudy because i added everything the atlanta show this is america the song one at a time yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking like, oh, okay, he's employing Lakeith and um yeah. and my man, like and, and they're Tyree spread Hill. Brian yeah, Tyree yeah. Hill and they're I spreading out. So I, that's why I was thinking, not giving him credit for their success, but like something gaudy is being built now when you have in like other stars I mean, he's starring with you. He's a real auteur. Right. And like, and yeah, like he you, is. You're, like, you're doing you know. big moves, not just not many moves. You're not doing he's not doing MTV unplugged. You get what right. I'm saying? No. Like he, no. you know, right. But he's so, in a spot of like, uh, what I was saying about Chance then is that Chance's whole appeal was he's not signed to a major. He's doing it by himself. And I'm like, even though that's our whole industry, but they were giving, but it used to bother you because he, he, they were giving him credit for stuff that we all do on the daily. And we know that he has help because anybody that knows this he, knows he has yeah, help. No, it's not like his uncle runs a label. It's he's on the same right. agency as fucking Tom Hanks. Right, Tom Brady. So he is not doing it. He is amongst the most elite places for creating. So it was it was very disingenuous people. to give him credit. I don't think when I think what it, it I don't think what made you upset was him getting credit for his work. It was him getting credit in our sphere when he's really not participating and not at right. not at not at the level that people were giving because he was still reachable. There was a chance. There was a time when Def C was working with him, you know, and when No Name was on his album, you right. know, what I'm saying like right right after that. Is when people thought he was still. Well, I heard you know. from somebody. I can't remember who said this to me, but they were like, the whole point was to say he. It was riding the SoundCloud shit of, oh, he's not on the radio all over the place. Like you have to like look for him, even yeah. though that was the purposeful co-opted idea behind him. So you have to quote unquote look for him on SoundCloud, but his SoundCloud is fucking seven million plays or whatever it is. You see what I'm saying? And the whole point was, oh, kids don't like things that are just pushed on them. They want to discover their own thing mm. because he's not, quote unquote, mainstream in your face the same way. But by, but by the like three hat and join the, the club. Right. Yeah, he's got the Tom Brady branded version of his and own. By, by, yeah. So that, that was just a co-opted corporate fucking fake out. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, to an extent, Odd Future was as well. Yeah, well, they had like Wu Tang's. Well, they, they had the, yeah. the manager, but none of that stuff was guaranteed. With what, what, what they were doing at the time, they were doing it though. That's what I I'm don't saying. know. I, I mean, I remember hearing a lot of like they were tied into people that knew that they were going to blow up and were going to make them blow up. Mm-hmm. Like, I still think there was still a, a still a, a a music connecting to a people that had to happen for all of that to come true. Sure, but there mm-hmm. was it wasn't the organic thing that people thought it was. True. The system was gained for them yes. to get their popular. They were still talented as shit, not trying to take anything away from them. And they were a necessary breath of fresh air. Definitely. But they weren't like, it wasn't like, you know, a bunch of 14-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, getting there on their own. Yeah. Which is how it was sold. Right. So then, okay, so let, let's go back to the support side then. So then what, why then, like you were saying in the beginning about, you know, if if I buy an apple at Trader Joe's and the apple's three seventy five, and I buy an apple at Walmart for fifty cents, when it comes to 
artists and shit like this that we feel like need need that three dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> like, but you're still buying Apple at Trader fucking Joe's. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Trader Joe's is big. Yeah, it's not. They're gonna go out of business if you don't go to Trader Joe's. But Trader Joe's is positioned against you know going to like for me down here be like Pathmark or a fucking Acme or Shoprite. You know what I mean? Which are big chains. Yeah. So is it like the is it like the platform these people occupy where we're like oh, like Run the Jewels for example, right? And I only bring them up because LP was talking about the Killer Mike record. Like I remember seeing L at Johnny Brenda's when this dude talked about on the podcast about being down and out. Where like he like walked by me to use the bathroom in a venue that holds maybe two hundred people. You know what I mean? To now being in all over Invincible, fucking Black Panther football football games they have the black that run the jewels music in the background all that shit mm-hmm. like there's that shit is crazy you know what i mean but their fans which is dope rock with them and buy all that shit and they have all the amazing merch but it's like there's st- <laughs> there's still a fucking black panther soundtrack bro you know what I mean? yeah. like, this is a lot different they're from- not underdogs anymore right but they that's still their thing well I mean, to an extent, it's where they came from. Although it's right. odd because Killer Mike's like first appearance won a Grammy. Yes. You know, yeah, but but then he had like he had a time. long he had a long period in the wilderness. A hundred percent. Yes. After that, you know, and he kept hustling and making a lot of noise with his mixtapes. Right. Um, but I I think there is something oddly organic about them. Um, well, it started on an indie label. They started on an indie label. Rap. They've always given rap. their shit away for free. Yeah, True. that's the one hook. They've always given everything away for free, which turned into a marketing free. plan because they sure. do have, it's given away for free, but they have 20 pieces of merch available on oh, release yeah. day. It also has yeah. a million you know. pieces, probably two million deep. Yeah. Oh that. God, and, please. And Look. I think to an extent, it's like, it was the most unlikely pairing ever. Like when yeah, Mike, even, you heard that Mike and L were doing a record together. Even if you were underground, even if you were yeah. Southern, you were not putting these two together under right. any circumstances, even with Mike featuring here and there, or even if you had an L remix something, you right. still weren't going to be like L produced Mike rap. Yeah, you weren't. Right. You weren't doing that. Right. You weren't. It just wasn't a natural thought. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Um. So. So. I mean, I think there's that element of it. Um. There was something I wanted to bring up about like the idea of like the the fan loyalties and sort of how that plays out. But I think it's, it's not so much about what the artist is doing versus who the artist is. Right. So, so I I think of it like this, we've had kids at the border in cages since Obama. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Nobody gave a fuck when it was Obama. No. Right. That's true. Trump people went fucking nuts. Right. Right. And then when it was Biden, they're like, oh no, these are just these are holding facilities. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like, like we're constantly flipping back and forth as a culture between what's acceptable, what's cool, and like what we want. Right. Depending on who's doing it. Right. So like we are, are totally fine with drone strikes against innocent civilians when it's a person that we feel good about being in power. Yes. The same way we're totally cool with run the jewels opening up for Lord on tour. True. But, yeah. you know, we would be salty as hell if it was like Chance the Rapper. Correct. Right? Okay. So, 
fair, it's, fair enough. It's sort of this like mindset of if it's connected to my identity, it's good. If it's connected to somebody that I deem unworthy, it's bad. Right. So mm-hmm. if if yeah. suddenly Sean Hannity was bumping run the jewels <laughs> constantly, <laughs> wearing like run the duel jewel shirts, you'd be like, fuck. Put, put the fist of the gun up. Yeah. Carlson. Oh no, this is yeah. the, the easiest one to me is like, you know. We loved it when Lincoln Park does it. We hated when Fred Durst and them did it. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a different level of quality, but they're both talented groups of musicians. Just, you know, when they're doing soggy hot dogs and starfish and the other ones are doing <laughs> Meteora, <laughs> you think, and the other ones are doing Meteora, you think, oh, one group cares more about music than the other. Okay, right. right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But in the same vein of that hip rock hybrid, couple of scratches here and there, they yep. weren't doing that much a different thing. No. But Fred Durst was thirsty out with his stupid yeah. red hat and Still sideburns. Right. And he could get Method Man on a song and, and premiere to teach it. And we got Shinoda, I'm going to rap as good as I can. You yeah, know, like, <laughs> but it's, oh, look at the effort. It's Fort Minery, you know, and I'm so he's so earnest. depressed. I'm always so earnest. down and I'm thinking about this. My last album I'm like, I'm, million, I'm a mini I'm Sean. I'm, I'm a mini, <laughs> I'm a mini slug. Just bear with me. The, the rhymes are going to make it. I rap with Styles of Beyond. I'm not Just glad hold on. I really miss my dad, but I remind you what I find you, what I caught <laughs> you. That's, it's <laughs> not hard. Yeah, anyway, rest every in peace. Every Bars. He was, <laughs> yo, he was going to home so hard to be like the Evo guru out here. I see through that shit. Oh my God. I see through that shit. <laughs> Fuck out of here, dog. Look, and it's like, yo, man, ideas running ra- laps around you, yeah. buddy. Anyway. Um, ideas running laps around my head. So I said <laughs> that I went to bed. No, and I, I, I meant like, I meant like, like AKA evidence. I meant Mike. I meant Mike. Like, I meant Mikey's like literally like running around. So <laughs> you compared literally. it to evidence? Is that what you no, mean? I said he's no. evidence. Evidence. Oh, I, no, I, and I was comparing him to Mikey, idea. Like he was doing a much idea. better job of it without him trying. Oh, my God. Yeah, because after yeah, I, I did. He dropped his name, and he they were doing that Oliver Hart. Am I wrong? Am I? Yeah, before he passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, I did. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, you, you know, so you said Alaska too. There was about like you know the, who was presenting these things. There was a there was a Martin Luther King quote about the the concept of colorblindness, and they asked people if they agreed with this quote, right? And it was, you know, pretty straightforward stuff about seeing people for their character and their merits and not always dwelling on the color of the skin, but, you know, the makeup of the person, right? It wasn't from the I Have a Dream speech, but it was from another passage from Martin Luther King. So when they said to people, here's a quote, what do you believe about this, right? Yes or no? Do you agree with it? When they then said to them, oh, you do agree with that? Well, actually, Martin Luther King said it. Then the approval went from like, let's just say 50% to like, 75% 75% of people said, oh, I totally agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. They took the same statement. Do you agree with this? Yes or no? And then they said, oh, Donald Trump said that 20% approval. But it was the same phraseology. You know what I mean? From Martin Luther King, they just said Donald Trump said it. It's like, oh, he's so divisive. Uh, but it was it was something from Martin Luther King. So it's like, <laughs> I, think, I think what we're getting at is the, like someone like, uh, like tech nine or even like the juggalos and all that shit <laughs> it's like th- that, that shit is big you know what i mean it's like you're not gonna hear it when you walk into target but these fucking dudes are doing numbers out here into into a very in, in a very specific place but in that place they are ginormous and I even remember when like tech nine was on like the little wayne album he's on like the carter three 
and he's rhyming on one of those interludes. I forget who the song he's on with. Where that's the best part of that record is like all those interludes with like seventeen amazing rappers on each one. Like Tech Nine, he might be on the song with Nas or some shit. It's like Nas Busta. I forget who else is on it, but Tech Nine's on there, and it's like he was finally being allowed into the in the, to the regular. Oh, you mean the the Swain the Swain King Tech song? No, 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 no. The, the okay. Little, Wayne joined. It was like this was ten years after Sway and King Tech were fucking with him on mm. on, the car, on the Carter Three. There's like a bunch of interludes with the same beat, and each okay. interlude has like a, a pack of rappers. So I think like Bun B's on one, Shines on one, Busta. Um, I forget which one Tech Nine's on, but it was like, oh, we can finally like let Tech Nine into like the major label rap club. Okay, he's he's doing eight hundred thousand indie on his own to his. Mm-hmm. Oh, now he qualifies. Right, but saying, yeah. we've seen before, like you point out, Kat, like he he has a giant warehouse with staff, yeah, strange music empire, <laughs> and where he yep. now is like, oh Saigon, yo man, why don't you come fuck with us, be on our shows, come to our bills, we'll put you out. Like so, Saigon did some shit with strange music. Like he's scooping up all like of those glasses, yeah, because and they can because they can handle it because they got the boy um Calico, right. he's big over there, he's like big. and they have their own thing. They don't need a damn thing. That's the thing. They don't need help. Nobody don't need any support. They run their own tours. Right. They you know, they have their own buses and stuff like that. Yeah, they, they're, they're proper. I'm trying to see what other artists they have now officially on this like, on strange music. It's King. Uh, uh, I'm trying to see like any any more cast. Yeah, like a King Calico on there. Murs mm-hmm. did a record with them. Recognize. Mm-hmm. Oh, that dude Ritz. That what he was kind of he was kind of tough. I like Ritz. Yeah, he he has he has popularity. So. Chris, Chris Calico, yeah. that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, he's po- he's super popular with them. Like, and it's what it, and we tell people this. Look, like y'all y'all get obsessed with gold, platinum, whatever. But if you have a loyal, like each one of those artists has a loyal five to nine hundred fans. Yeah. You you're rolling. You know, you can yeah. you can get on the road and you can meet these people where they where they live at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and they have like each one of their artists has like dedicated five thousand fans a piece. That's how that shit works. I know that. I'm looking at they they numbers and what they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you just got to be consistent with them and drop things for them, and they roll with you. And it's just you know, like come on, man. Has any of us even picked up an insane clown posse CD by hand to even pick it up out there? No, I've never yeah. done anything but flip past them. I've never picked them out of there. Look with the name card, flip to the back, see who's featured. Right. Never, and that then doesn't that you know that bothers them. All none. the gathering of the juggalos, like ad advertisements, though, those were amazing. Oh my! And God. they just they roll. They have a whole festival named after they and their own people. Seriously, you the know what I'm saying? The thing is fucking gigantic. I know they were true. named a gang by the fucking yes. FBI. Look at that because it, what is that? That's that you get qualified with a certain amount of sheer numbers, right? That you can yeah. draw to it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking hard. All right, why, why, why don't we take our break and then we'll we'll wrap up this topic, and then we'll hit you guys with, with a with a premiere from Steel's Kitchen by the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, blah, Menelik. Call out culture. Yo, what up? It's Alex Ludovico, and I'm inviting you to check out as of Friday, April second, my new compilation, Cocaine and Therapy, executive produced by my man, the God Zilla Rocca. Available only at insubordinaterecords.com. Don't go to streaming. Don't go to your little Apple or Spotify. Insubordinaterecords.com. Check out the merch for the record, and then check out Zilla's dope merch that's coming out with it. It's a combination release between Insubordinate and $3 Pistol. 
Wish I was a little bit cooler. Wish I was a hooper. Wish I had a girl that looked good. I could scoop her in a sick whip with a floor kit. I ain't got shit. Oh damn, I'm a loser. Wish I was a little bit cooler. Wish I was a hooper. Wish I had a girl that looked good. I could scoop her in a sick whip with a floor kit. I ain't got shit. Oh damn, I'm a loser. Shablam, shablam. Are the four elements keeping you down? Do you find yourself cutting your fingers every time you work on a flyer or an insert? Are you tired of being asked to boost your ads or buy ad space? Well, the boys at Griff Company, we have the solution for you. Now, all jokes aside, this is Wrecking Crew Consultation. If you think that your hip-hop career can use a battery burst, do you feel like you want to have some type of counsel and a soundboard, or do you just need a good old pep talk? We can help you out here. Zilla Rocca and myself, Curly Castro, we are offering our consulting services at nominal fees. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot us an email, give us a call, and we'll help you out. Tell me. When was the first time you fell in love with hip hop? <laughs> Three, two, one, bang, bang, bang. Call out culture. It's dark, man. I can't see the strains of weed I'm rolling. Your Castro, did you get that shirt um, when you were at the market yesterday? What shirt? This shirt? Yeah. No, actually, my mom got me this. Oh, okay. A, I saw. Like I was looking at your Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. Like no, nah, and it's funny because my girl always makes me stop and look for um. She's into copper bracelets, but she hates the generic ones. So there's like this one that you always see copper. It's like, it looks like it's kind of wrapped in itself. Mm -hmm. So it has like mm -hmm. alternating stripes of you look. She hates that one. She wants like yeah. just the solid copper because she knows about that shit. But those ones are ones that's like copper mixed with something else. So it's not like yeah. pure copper. So I went back after I did the video because she told me, go back and look. And I went back and they weren't fit. The, the ones yeah. they had were the ones she didn't want. But yeah, no, that was, um, that was like, and it's funny because I go over there all the time. Um, and that was the first time I saw them like outside doing street vending, like right there in a wash. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, pretty much since like since the pandemic. I was like, that was in Brooklyn Brooklyn. though, right? Yeah, that was in Brooklyn. So over yeah. um what was I at? Over by Nordstrom Avenue. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no, nah, but uh, my mom went somewhere and saw this Buffalo shoulders. Nice. Join God this for me up. Just Mama Castro. Yeah, she's around. All right, we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. So, uh, I, the biggest thing to take away is just the identity of it, and I and I just want to go back to then to the naughty by nature side of things, where maybe, like, to be a Wu Tang fan, right? There is a real identity to that shit, and I don't think there is one. Like after that, after the episode aired, me and Dan O from Free Music Empire were DMing. And he was all over the fucking Naughty by Nature web store, right? They have like slides you could buy, like $125 hoodies with stitched. And it actually looks really well put together, you know, hats and all that shit. But like, I still do this. I don't know if I've ever seen a person with a Naughty by Nature piece of merch on in my life, like in the flesh. Like in the flesh wearing it? Oh, I have. Maybe, yeah, maybe once or twice ever in my life. But like, like Alaska, shit? don't you remember they were selling um, comforters and sheets? Yep, I remember. That. Yeah, they had yeah, bed, they had that. bedding. They yeah, had bedding, like pillow, but not just 
sheets, like pillows, sheets, and the comforter. And I want people to say comforters are expensive. They, they had bedding. You could like right. naughty by nature, your whole you know uh, nighttime wear. <laughs> Yeah, so like when I look back, and there were so, there had to be people that bought it. Yeah, oh yeah, but oh, but yeah. here's the thing. Let me ask y'all. It, it was, I remember, and remember, this is the change of the thing. So they were around for print media. So I remember seeing stuff you can order in the back of their CD jackets, maybe. Yep. Right. Like on the last couple of pages or whatever stuff. When you mail in order, and then also in the magazines, it would be mail in order. You had to call on the phone type thing, or you know. Yeah. Um, mail in an order. Uh, that's how long ago it was for anybody that's as old as we are. <laughs> right. um, so, yeah. so I, I guess then it's a so we, we kind of want to wrap it up around the idea of identity, where it's like, it's like you guys are New York dudes, right? If you see somebody with a fucking Mets hat on, it's like, you know, I love the Mets. I'm from New York, right? You wear a Yankees hat. It's like I I like excellence. Like that's there's, there's like, a, that's there, there, there could be a difference. Classes. Yeah, there could be. Well, they could just like Jay Z. Or they could just right. Like, it's not. But yeah. if you see someone with a Mets hat, you're like, oh, he's a Mets fan. Yeah, that kind of works. You won't just right? see yeah, that that works. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. more than likely, yeah. Yeah, like, if you, you wear Mets paraphernalia, see. you're more of an authentic Mets fan. If you're wearing Yankees, yeah. it could be a number of things. You could be a fan remember, of LeBron. Remember, remember, remember LeBron went to the fucking Cleveland Indians game wearing a fucking wearing Yankees, Yankees hat. Yeah, yeah. He was on the Cavs, right? Yeah, because he was like, I identify with the Yankees. Say that again? Yeah. yeah playoff playing, game against with like the Cliff Yankees, Lee yeah. and then we're yeah. pitching against yeah. the fucking yeah. Yankees. Yeah. And he's sitting there, son of Akron. He's like, oh, I just always like the Yankees. Yeah. Who does he what does he identify with? Excellence. Winning. Boom. And they, you know why? Front I running. Saw, I mean, you never saw he loved the LeBron wearing Cowboys. any Cleveland Browns. No. Anything. But no. not the he color. Smart. He got nothing. smart his second <laughs> go round. Because when he went back there and they played the fucking Cubs in the World Series, there was LeBron with Kevin Love and all them wearing Indian shit. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. In the seat. So he learned that lesson. But no, I noticed that he never even fiend the Browns. He didn't wear like a throwback no. Jim Brown jersey. No, I think nope. he might have worn the throwback shit, Jim Brown back in the day. He might have done that one time, but the oversized one. But I, he wasn't like at the, he didn't make that. I'll be he at Cleveland with no Leroy games. Horn, bro. He wasn't fucking with Leroy. Oh, no, Horn. he wasn't fucking so, no Leroy. Hoy. No speaking, way. Speaking of Cleveland, right? did you see that they might be bringing the Spiders as their fucking team name? For the Indians? Yeah. They're oh, the logo. Indians are changing their name. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah no but, more, dude, um, you got to pick the logo. The shit looks dope. I'm, yo, spiders? Man, Seattle, like spiders itself cracking. or spiders? Yeah, look at, well, that, look was at original, that shit. That was their original name back in oh, the day. Oh, that's yeah, what they're getting that from. Yeah. I've been seeing that. I didn't know what it was. It looks too right, much like might. a Spider-Man movie, though. I mean, it looks know, dope. I'm sorry. Can spiders, can you get past arachnophobic type? The hat is trash. Yeah, that C is not working. That's not good. Wow. With those arms coming out the top? No. That shit looks dope. The shirt is kind of flames. That's fine. Yeah. But then the, the, the legs the, on that C should be coming out the bottom of the C. That the looks like it's coming out the Cleveland top. crabs. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Yeah, more crabs. Yo, I saw yeah. I saw this dude with a with a Seattle Kraken, like uh oh yeah, oh, I know that jersey joint at at the park. That shit looked hard. I was like, whoa. That's that the hockey spot, right? Yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah, the hockey, new hockey team. team. Yeah, yeah. I oh, I wouldn't be mad at spiders though, in terms of like getting um <laughs> getting rid of Wahoo Mc Wahoo McDaniel outfit with the. I would, I would I wouldn't mind the spiders, but they definitely. Yeah, have I really like that. what Washington did with renaming their team. They're just where the Washington I did with something going on. So what's the name? Are they gonna? It, they're just the Washington up? football team. But they, I love they, it. They, no, it was, it was temporary. It was temporary. I think they're keeping it though because people like it. I think it's way better than anything. 
Yeah. How, explain this to me. How does that work in y'all brain? Like that it works. Like what is going well, on? For, first, it was such an embarrassment bunch of schlock that they couldn't think of a name in time, and everyone right. else bought up domain names for like the Washington Generals, the Washington whatever, the subprime mortgages, whatever the fuck names people were thought would. Work. Right, 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 so, right. And he didn't want to pay them to buy the domain to use it, so. <laughs> And then they're like, dude, you're running out of time to rename this team. People have been bitching about we'll it. We'll just call ourselves the Washington like, the, I don't know. Team. We're the Washington football team. They just put a dub yeah. on it. But you know why? Also, because fire. DC's fighting for statehood. Like, they right. need a yeah. name, yo. They can't no, be the Washington footballers. They turn into the football. They play in Washington, though. They play in Virginia. I know. Turn it to <laughs> the football. way the Jets and the Giants yeah, are a New Jersey team. They they should be the Washington Hogs because back remember they were the Hogs. They were yeah, the they were Hogs, but no, they're not the going with that pig imagery. I would I say my vote is if you go on that route, then you turn yourself to the Washington Footballers. Like go with that yeah. route. Where where the one bar? Just the Washington Monuments. That's fire. That's fire. But, but then no, nah, because then there's gonna be a bunch maybe. of Lincolns. And George Washington's running around with big heads as the mascots. Yeah, I don't want to. The Nationals I know, but I don't want to. The Yankees like... game where they have like the the re, the races. Oh yeah, or with your, your racist Ben Franklin running around the Sixers game. Yeah, yeah sure. I like that. Sure with that. Now he's not. Yeah, no, they don't do that at the Sixers game. They don't do that. Back in the day, they used to have the Ben Franklin imposter dude. He was in a costume running around. No, no they. they but you the remember players. at the Yankees games, they used to have like the dudes dressed up in the giant president outfits. Yeah, racing yes, around the field. Yeah, they race yeah. around the field. Yeah, that's they, what I'm talking about. They do that shit everywhere. All those murderers. Get out of here, man. Get out of here, man. You want you want like you want Lincoln to be wearing like sweats and a, and a windbreaker. The monument. He's got, he's got smoking a heater on the side of the yeah, Smoking a vape. Smoking a vape. <laughs> 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 to the face. <laughs> Four score and seven years ago, I smoked uh, a cherry vape. <laughs> oh my god, I'll be cracking up. That shit up. Sorry, but definitely, so. but what we're saying is, there's some artistic license out there for them. But I would go with the footballers. Like, take it back. Put one bar protection on the, all the helmets. Take all that face guard shit off. Just have the one bar. Straight up leather helmets. Leather, the leather. The leatherheads. Wash the leatherheads. <laughs> Boom. You're set. Oh, Wasn't that a fucking bad George Clooney movie or something? Leatherheads or something? Yeah. Leather, leatherheads about Marines or something like that, right? That was about yeah. a football team. It was like him and John Krakinski. Oh, I'm thinking of the Leathernecks. You know what that makes yeah. me think of? Dead presidents. I always have time for a fellow Leatherneck. Leather Why did he neck. say that word that way? Leather he pronounced neck. it so much. He, he spit said on him. Like Ace Ventura. Yeah, like he said Leatherneck. Leather and, he, and he's like, spit. He almost spit on him. I was like, oh, man, he's going to get shot. Roger Bernathan didn't commit suicide. <laughs> He was murdered by a leather neck. Yeah, man. Well, <laughs> we just kind of went off the fucking rails with this one. Yeah, we really did. We really did. Dude, we did good. Though. I like that. We got some bonus shit on Patreon. So if you want to hear us talk about other cool shit, I think we're going to talk about Invincible the whole season. So if you haven't watched it yet, shout out to Bob. Rob, uh, I call him Bobby Cool, but Rob at the Next Movement pod. He just, I think he's finishing the finale today. So. Uh, if he wants to hear our thoughts, he can just text me, but he could also subscribe to fucking Patreon and hear us talk about uh we 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 we, we gotta do the what's the name joint. Well it's kinda late now, snowfall. We kinda fucked that up. Yeah. We gotta talk about snowfall. Well, I mean, we can talk about what we want to talk about. We can talk about both we'll do both. Yeah, we'll be Alan Seppenwall. Alan's oh I used to fuck with Alan Seppenwall. Yeah, I used to fuck with Seppenwall. Yeah, he was a shit. So all right, so we're gonna leave you with uh the latest single from uh steel's kitchen so the first joint we put out poets who last shrapnel featuring me produced by car culture friend doof and doof. scratched Shout by doof. car culture friend marcus Penn from zb podcast yeah man 
Uh, that, that, sounds pretty much, uh, that sounds pretty much a fucking cross-promotional brand piece extension for the show, unknowingly. Um, but yeah, that, that shit came out last week. And then uh, this new song we're going to put, we haven't finalized it. So whatever whatever, I, whatever we play, is, well, this is New Cargo Colts. Fuck it. New Cargo Colts shit. How about that? So that's works uh, for me. Works for works for Cash. I mean, works for Alaska and Castro. Alaska's rapping. I'm doing the beat. It's called Guy Fieri shirt. It's the first song we've made since the album came out last year. Nihilist Millennial. So boom, enjoy that. And then uh, fuck with our Patreon. You hear more exclusive fly shit. Out of Shout out Twitter. to all our Patreons. Shout out to our Patreons. Salute uh, to all of y'all. And then oh, I've heard people say, is it is it a uh, uh, people I've heard people say the word Patreon in different ways. Patreon. Really? I've heard I've heard Patreon. Wait, now here's my thing. Is it like have you heard it from like UK or Britain? Like you know, cats it's like aluminium. Al- aluminium. Yeah. Ad- advertisement. <laughs> ad- ad- yeah, advertisement <laughs> or garage. garage. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. Um, I don't know. So yeah, fuck with our our, our Patreon page <laughs> if you like us. Leave us a comments, man. Some like subscribes on Apple. We like that shit too. That'd be fire. And fuck yeah. with us on Spotify. And then we're also trying to work out the YouTube thing, so bear with us. Yeah, bear with us. Um, we got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. That's about it. So thanks for tuning in. You can check us on our Patreon where we're going to talk more when this is done. Shablau now. Serenity now. Serenity Shablau. He's got a unique style and he's doing things his way. Yeah, yeah. Seem seema. Everybody talking them crimes and misdemeanors. I'll be drinking wine and dining at the Molinos. Atlantic City board walking and boarded up casinos. The keynote speaker, yo, the label, leave my TED talk. Wonder if it's COVID every time I get a chest off guard. I'm about your chessboard. That's about as 90s as a fucking Ford Escort. Yeah, at least pretend to try. And can we please stop gentrifying genocide? My enemy's enemy is empty in the nest aside. You want to join the gentry? Get a 10 piece and some extra fries. I'm the Deus Ex Machina. Get a day job, stop it if you pocket Come watch on. Used to be alone and no need for an entourage Straight jacket rapping by myself like a papa lord He's got a unique style and he's doing things his way He's got a unique style and he's doing things his way Outside Jonah Hill, inside Jonah Hill as a young and had a wild crush of Joan Jack. Right. right now I'm less known of the lesser knowns. Always keep my guard up and last on the lesser homes. Never took the Lexa Pro. Chicken, fish, and vegetables. Steady diet, enough sleep, remain inaccessible. Yeah, yeah. Used to bump in excess. Uh-huh. And Don Henley's end of the innocence. Reading Don Diva, Adam Eva, Durban in stores. Tim's more IMX, Alaska's more immature. I knew shit was over when they started bumping glass jaw. For once I was right about what might have been the last straw. Yeah. Seen one too many last calls. Might have lost my fastball. Pedro with the split. Chain still spit game like I'm Jordan with the mid range rap style. Guy Fieri shirt, cause the shit's flame. He's got a unique style, and he's doing things his way. He's got a unique style, and he's doing things his way. He's got a unique style, he's got a unique style. He's got a unique style, doing things his way. He's got a unique style. He's got a unique style. He's doing things. He's got a unique style.